This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to another episode of the Conversations Brewing Podcast with your hosts, Divya and Ravisha, two coffee-loving best friends who dive into weekly conversations on wellness, culture, and growing into your authentic self. As two healthcare professionals, children of immigrants, and humans always striving to learn more, they bring their unique complexities of their wellness journeys into this podcast space by sharing their stories and featuring other like-minded experts in the field. Always with a cup of coffee in hand, humor, and never-ending authenticity, dive in with the two of them as they brew the kind of conversations that we don't have enough of, but that matter the most. Sometimes just feel exhausted by it. Totally. I see those and I always think because most of the time it's them working out at like 5 a.m. Yeah. More people waking up that early to work out. For I me, know. Biggest thing when I do an 815 workout, I'm thinking, wow, look <laughs> at me. I w- woke up at 730 and did an 815 workout and we like day in the life. And again, no hate to this, but then my own exactly my own comparison coming up yeah. day in the life. And I woke up at 430 and made my 5 a.m. Pilates class and then made myself my green smoothie and then journaled and wrote down my 30 uh, gratitude prompts. And I'm just like, whoa, what the heck? Like, why am I not like that? And it's just the first thing that comes up. I was like so impressed. I'm so I proud know. of him. Me too. Well, I'm excited for us to get into basically a redo of our social psychology. Do you remember when we were taking that in? Well, I took it in college, the official social psych. But remember, we were taking it in high school with AP psych. Yeah. Um. I also. Yeah. So I guess my first um, exposure to it was in high school, and then yeah, mm-hmm. I did take a social psych class. Obviously, were we in the same AP psych class? I can't remember. No, we weren't. I rem- of course, I remember this. I like- she remembers my class schedule. I think since middle school, like I Honestly. don't even remember what classes I took. Yeah, I could. I my so, sometimes I'm like shocked at how good my memory is with things. But yeah, we weren't not in the same AP okay. class. Okay, <laughs> I we remember studied for the AP test together. Okay, that might have been it. I remember yeah. an AP Psych, someone's tights ripped one day. Um, I don't remember who, but I was wondering if it was you, but I don't <laughs> it wasn't you. I remember they and after the story we'll we'll jump into why we're talking about AP Psych. But I remember that this person, I, I wish I remember who it was. They were walking in front of the class to go get something or pick up their paper up or something, and they walked into a desk and they were wearing tights and they just caught onto the desk and just ripped you know oh my god I yeah, that definitely that. wasn't me <laughs> yeah I remember that like just seeing that and thinking oh shit like that sucks if it's but like I, one of our friends and they listen maybe they can let us know if it was them <laughs> yeah please let me know if you were the one who's social who's tights ripped in socials um oh sorry AP psych and if so I'm so sorry for that embarrassment that you <laughs> experience i i experienced it for you secondhand oh my gosh what a time 
for that to oh. happen in high school, that's really traumatizing. Yeah. I know. I know. Someone might still be talking about it in therapy, but oh. so why are we talking today about our social psych classes? Why don't you let our listeners know? <laughs> okay. So we're talking about psychology in general is because today we're going to talk about the social comparison theory. And obviously, like right off the bat, when I say it, it might just sound like very formal and maybe something you're not interested in learning about. But believe it or not, social comparison theory is very relevant Mm -hmm. in our day to day um, behaviors. And we might not realize it because you might not realize you're doing it as often or you're not really sure what social comparison theory is. So we're just kind of going to talk about that today and um, just overall, like how much we do compare ourselves and Mm -hmm. um, just the theory in itself. So Divya, do you want to go ahead and let everyone know what the social comparison theory is? Yeah. So the social comparison theory was coined by our man, Leon Fessinger. (laughs) Thank you so much, Leon, for your amazing contribution to the field. Love it. Done in 1954. And what it basically is saying is that we make comparisons as a way of evaluating ourselves. So we do that by evaluating ourselves in comparison to those around us. At the root, the impulse is connected to the instant judgment we make of other people, a key element of the brain's social cognition network that can be traced to the evolutionary need to protect ourselves and assess threats. So essentially... Why we compare ourselves is because we are evaluating ourselves to other people. And I actually had a supervisor say this to me when I was talking about this one client that I had that compared himself all the time. Like our sessions were all about his comparison. And she brought it back to social comparison theory. And she had said to one, normalize that comparison is just a part of our brain. It was there to keep us alive. And she was saying, think about in the olden days, people would have to even to to um, be aware of our resources, we would have to evaluate other people's abilities. So let's say like how how like their abilities to I can, I really am botching what she said. I wish I could bring her on, but our her like the abilities of other people to keep themselves alive essentially. Right. Am I making yeah. sense? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you can say that better, but I, I she said this to me a few years ago, but it was more with that. And it made me think that, okay, it's nothing's wrong with comparing ourselves because people did that in a way of survival before, but right mm-hmm. now we don't have limited resources. We don't have to compare ourselves to, oh, will they be able to climb up a tree and I don't know, get food better than me or whatever, but it's still part of our mind. Yeah. And like to go off that, I feel like comparison, like when you use that word, it can be in like a very dramatic way or in a small way. Like it really depends on the situation maybe that you're comparing yourself with. And so I think that what we want to like really identify today is that it's totally normal to compare yourself, Mm -hmm. but there's like a healthy way to do so. Yeah. And maybe some of you guys don't have the tools for that. And Divya and I both are learning the tools for that, like how to compare ourselves in a healthy way. Um, as Divya said, like she deals with this on a day-to-day basis with her clients. And I also have a background in psychology. So like we know a little bit about it. And so I guess let's, and also like with social media today, all you do is compare yourselves to oh my others. Gosh. It's, yeah. You have to be intentional about not doing it. Otherwise, it just happens. Yeah. And we talked about this on our social media episode too, like how 
whenever you're on scrolling on your feed and you're seeing what people are doing, you are thinking then, oh, what am I doing compared to that person as well? And it's just so hard not to, right? Like, you know how sometimes people say the term, like they'll be like, oh, well, don't compare yourself to others. It's like not the same. Mm -hmm. As if it's so easy not to do. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, well, easier said than done, right? And so- I think that's what we want to just like make that clear right away that it's totally normal and healthy so normal. to compare yourself. But like just the way you deal with it is how like that's what's important. Yeah. And if it's not if it's starting to become more harmful to our well-being or our self-esteem or unproductive, because there's nothing wrong with comparing when it's, oh, wow, this person maybe has this kind of um I'm thinking of relationships. So I like to, so I have my aunt and uncle, Ravisha knows them, my Ruthate and Philip Mama. I don't know if they ever hear this. Hello. So they have a very kind of similar dynamic in their relationship in ways like Raj and I have. And I was actually talking to her about it when I was just with her because um, she can be kind of like me in ways and my uncle can be kind of like Raj. And Raj and my uncle are, love them both to death, but they're just able to be kind of in their own little worlds. And my aunt and I are people who are very much more like, things go this way. What are you doing? Are you paying Mm -hmm. attention? And they are just like, la, 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 just chilling. And I was comparing our relationship, but it inspired me in a positive way because how my aunt deals with it. And she was like, Mm -hmm. I've had so many years of dealing with this. But looking at that, I compared our relationship, but it was helpful to me. I wasn't like talking crap to myself that, oh, you are a bad person because you don't do this. So sometimes comparison can be helpful when we're being inspired by other people. But in the moments that it's really hurtful to us, then that's when we have to analyze it a bit more and shift away from it. But there's nothing wrong with comparing in general. Yeah. And it's like, like you said earlier that like in the olden days, like you needed that comparison to kind of survive. And not that you're looking at your aunt and uncle for your relationship to survive, but like, it's almost like you're getting like maybe helpful advice or like tips on ways that um, can improve your relationship or ways for you to understand Raj a little bit better, you know, exactly helpful. Yeah. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. And how many, if you're South Asian, you probably know this, how many times did we get the lecture from our parents that so-and-so is in this many AP classes or so-and-so is doing this club and that club and you need to do the same oh and God. like the worst when people were getting into colleges yeah oh yeah they got into <laughs> this program and they oh, did this they're majoring in this yeah and this job I just remember feeling like so negative about that because like one stop comparing me to people that like should I shouldn't be compared to or like why does it matter what so-and-so did versus what I want to do type of thing. And, but also as children of immigrants, they didn't know any better because they came to this country without knowing the education system here. Or so they're learning from like their peers and like, you know, their kids that are older than us and things like that. So when I look back on it, I get where like our parents were coming from. However, I don't think the way that they relayed the comparison, like I don't know, like compared us was like the yeah, best. Like relay the message or relay that love. Yeah. Because I for them, it their parents, I think, were doing it too. At least when I went to India, oh, it yeah, gave me that's so true. much insight. Mm-hmm. So much insight on my parents' upbringing yeah. because even the way that they communicate is almost through comparison that, oh, so and so's doing this. And I felt it so much with so many of my cousins there 
just being compared to them. And it was out of no harm or intentional, intentional harm. Let me say that way. It was not out of any intentional harm, but it just seemed so immersed in that culture. And for us here, it's not like that. And we could have a totally other episode. I think it comes down to with comparison. Actually, let me hear your thoughts on this. This is off. This is off our script. I love when we go off the script. Love it. (laughs) Hit me. So (laughs) comparison, you know how um, in the South Asian and other Eastern cultures are more collectivistic, like collectivistic cultures. And then Western cultures are more individualistic. I wonder what there's the research around comparison with collectivistic cultures, because you're more about your group, right? And family. And it's, and, and the Western cultures are more individualistic that it's like, I'm my own person. I have my own skills. XYZ. So I wonder if comparison is more common in that because of course we compare ourselves in the Western culture, like in America, but I don't yeah. see it as common as I did in the Indian culture. Yeah, probably to be honest. Cause it's like, I'm, I'm just like using like knowledge from what I have from like growing up as well. And it's like, cause like your community, community and like Indian culture means so much. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, it's like who your community is the people that are like, beyond your family right it's like family friends like you know people that maybe you're um, have like they immigrated together here and things like that or like even in india like it's like if you live in like a certain area and stuff like that becomes your community and so do you think that um or agree to your point that like the collectivist culture is probably does have more comparison comparison oh my god i can't say the word okay it's friday (laughs) It happens. <laughs> We're saying collectivist comparison, community, culture. There's right. too many C words. <laughs> yeah, it's all C. But yes, to the point, I do think with um, collectivist culture, there is more comparison versus individualistic yeah. culture. It's an interesting thing to think about because for people who are listening who might have grown up in more collectivistic cultures and settings you might experience comparison in a different kind of way being it immersed in your family dynamics versus people who didn't maybe you won't experience it as much but it's just in it's in the world right we can't escape it but it's just interesting the different contexts that you might experience it depending on what kind of cultures you grew up in so we definitely had had it in the south asian community and maybe as we talk about the different communities that we experience comparison in, we can dive into the two different types of comparison so we can start to reflect on it within those different cultures. So could you tell the listeners what the two different types of comparison is? Yeah. So we have the upward comparison and the downward comparison. So to define upward comparison, it occurs when people compare themselves to someone they perceive to be superior. Um, Mm -hmm. And in the definition, I want to highlight the word perceive. And then so that induces more negative feelings and lower self-esteem because you're comparing yourself that is on a higher level than you or you're perceiving to be at a higher level than you. And then you have a downward comparison, which that is defined by making a comparison with someone perceived to be inferior, someone that you you perceive to be at a lower level than you are. Mm -hmm. So. Divya, how do you think downward social comparison would be described? Like, how would you describe a person that's like maybe doing a downward um, comparison? When we do downward comparison, I the first thing that I really think of is gossip, honestly, in the setting of downward comparison. We look at someone and like, oh, I wouldn't want to be like that. And they're just this way or they're that way. There's a different kind of 
flavor almost to it than upward comparison. Like upward comparison feels that um, it's it kind of feels to me that it's related more to self esteem. Yeah, that like oh, I'm not good enough type of thing. When yeah. downward comparison is like oh, I'm too good for you mm-hmm. type of type of thing. And so I don't know that the first thing that's coming up for me is definitely gossip in our it, when I think about it in our society mm-hmm. when we think. And we're all guilty of this. I'm going to 100% raise my hand. I'm guilty of it. When you talk smack about someone to another person being like, oh, did you see this person? Or, oh, do you see how they look? Or, oh my gosh, like, do you see what they're doing with their life? Like, everyone has done it. And that is a downward comparison. You're still comparing yourself because when you say, oh, do you see what they're doing with their life or something like that? You're comparing it to you or to the people in your circle who you perceive have similar, similar types of whatever. I don't know cadence to you so that's how I would look at a downward comparison when I think about it in a societal context that it's more of oh I'm too good for you versus upward is I'm not good enough yeah it's like like you said it's like you're trying to make yourself feel better about yourself and so what you're doing is you're Mm -hmm. doing a downward comparison with someone else so Mm -hmm. I don't know and it's like when you're maybe it's like you're feeling jealous of someone too and you're comparing yourself with them and like you'll kind of like I don't know. So I hate, I guess I'm, this is how I'm going to use the phrase, but it's like you stoop to the lower level, right? Like yeah. to make yourself feel better, you will say something like that versus yeah. with the upward comparison, you're, it's more like, oh man, like they're so much better than me because they're doing like X, Y, and Z mm-hmm. and like all this stuff. So like that's, yeah. So like, that's how I would also like define it as well or like give yeah. examples of. Yeah. I, what I think about downward comparison, I think about how we used to feel, or I, I guess in like high school, middle school, we used to feel cool with that downward comparison. It would make us feel better about ourselves when we would just like, we do that when we're, I I don't know. I'm just trying to think about the times that when we were in high school, right. And we were just standing by our lockers, their friends, and everyone's just judging each other, standing in their little locker groups. You know what I mean? It was so much in our culture, but I think because so many of us are feeling insecure at that time, we don't even know who we are. So instead of looking at who we are, we look at other people and talk smack about them. And then the more self-awareness you have, you start to be able to, first of all, when I say, when we say perceive, we have a different perception of what we should, quote unquote, should be in high school versus now. I look at more people that we are all in our own journey. Who am I to compare to you and who are you to compare to me? But I think it's all rooted in the perception. Yeah, I think ultimately, like, what we're trying to do is just, like, fit in or, like, yeah. feel like we belong. Exactly. And so um, to kind of boost ourselves up or make ourselves feel better, like, you know, we are looking at other people and sometimes, like, analyzing, like, things that you think that are better about yourself versus the other person. Yeah. Or um, if you're trying to maybe for maybe a work example you know like you're um maybe trying to get that promotion or trying to move up you're constant you're looking at that you're that person like a higher level at you and comparing mm-hmm. what they have that you don't or you know if yeah. you someone else beats you out for a promotion or something as well like you're mm-hmm. gonna look at like things that maybe they had in the skill set that you didn't and then that will promote like a negative feeling exactly. and so I think that's what it is. Like, that's why we're constantly comparing ourselves because we just want to belong. We want to fit in and we want to feel like, you know, um, 
not superior, but that like, you know, we're doing the, the best that we can. And like, so yeah. you're just like, and the examples are the people around you. Exactly. Because we don't know any better and we're just trying to figure it out. And also I think about comparison that it's so, it's a learned behavior, right? And so we, a lot of us learn that from a younger age. I know mm-hmm. for me, I definitely learned this, oh, I need to be better than other people mm-hmm. mindset from what I grew up around. Like, you know, definitely with, we talked a lot about how our our South Asian identity and being children of immigrants have impacted the people we are. And a lot of that was to be the best at something, right? Because our parents yeah. had to learn that they had to be the best because mm-hmm. that was what brought them to this country. And so they had this internalized mindset that then they passed on to us. And that's, and that's a very general way of saying that, right? I'm just really, really generalizing the experience for Ravisha. And I'm not saying that's for every South Asian, yeah. um, but we had that. And so we, uh, that's a learned behavior of comparison. And then we would do that until we started to realize our habits around it. It's, I think that we don't realize that comparison is a, is a learned behavior. We don't have to compare ourselves. We choose to how the length of how much we compare ourselves, how much time we give into it. It's, we have to be able to, to be recognized, to recognize that so we can be able to stop it. Yeah. And sometimes when you're comparing yourself, like you have to think about like the circumstances as well, mm-hmm. like. For example, like I'll I will tell an example about like my own comparison that I did, but like, um, so I traveled to Italy like in 2017 when I first had graduated college, right? Um, it was like a trip I was taking, and it was done on like the cheap end, right? Like hostels, barely like spending money on things, and then I'll. I feel like in the last couple of years on social media, I'm seeing every, a lot of people go to Italy. I'm like. And I'm like, oh, wow, like they did so much more than me or like, wow, their trip looks so much nicer than what I did. But then like I had to like reel it back in and be like, well, first of all, like even though we're the same age, they're going at like a later time in life when they like have more money. Right. And like um, and choosing to spend more. Yeah. Like they can afford it, obviously, like compared to a a college student that just graduated, you know, and then. I had to then think like, you know, if I were to go back now, like I would probably do it like that as well. It's not the same. So I can't compare our Italy trips because they were done on different circumstances. Yeah. And so that's just like what I mean by like circumstance, like even like someone that might be like the same age, same age group or like Mm -hmm. maybe like doing the same thing. But like if you don't look at like certain circumstances of things like that's not going to be a healthy way for you to compare. Yeah, exactly. And everyone is different. Our circumstances are different. When you said that, I was even thinking about another one that could be common for listeners, and that's with body types. I see yeah. that so much. Um, I We talked about this on our episode with Kiki, but I really stopped watching any of those on TikTok when it shows it's like, what I eat in a day to get this yeah. body. Because what you eat to achieve a certain body, we all have different body types. What we need to eat to nourish our bodies is different. And so a lot of the time we compare ourselves to other people on social media or, you know, fitness content creators who are saying things such as do this workout and eat these meals and you'll have a body like me because we compare our bodies to theirs when at the end of the day, we're different people. We have different circumstances. We have different genetics. And so we have to be able to also keep that in mind when comparing. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up because honestly, shout out to Kiki because ever since we like did that episode with her, if you haven't listened to it, um, it's oh, Kiki. listen to it. It's a great one. It, yeah, like Kiki came on and like just explained mm-hmm. like body 
positivity really well I feel Mm -hmm. like it like really shifted my perspective on that because you're right like I used to do a lot of body comparison things with like with what people were posting on social media and then after our conversation I really shifted my mindset about that and I really feel like I have like a a much more healthier perspective yeah me too because it's just like it's natural to compare and also how can you not what so much of our society is comparing bodies it's just how it is, which is so unfortunate, but you have to be able to break from that cycle and break. It's what we're talking about, breaking from the comparison trap. Also, like, side note, like, I don't know how much you're, like, scrolling on TikTok these days, but, like, I'm, like, definitely, like, scrolling, like, before bed. And I see a lot of TikToks where it's, like, day in the life of and, like, oh, yeah. all those <laughs> things. <types of>, yeah. <laughs> and... Like, this is no hate to making those type of TikToks because, like, I also I enjoy watching them. But it's, like, that is such, again, like, another way that people can compare themselves with, like, people making these TikToks because yeah. it's, they'll be, like, doing, like, so many things or, like, you know, it'll just be, like, filled with, oh, going to the gym, going to work, then doing this, going doing this activity. And then, like, someone that's watching and be, like, how do you, how do you fit all that into your one day when, like um- – also working like a full-time job and I don't know it just makes me think too like are they doing it because they're making a TikTok about it and so they need like make that kind of content right and so it makes your life look so dreamy (laughs) right because like I mean if I were like for example if I were to film my day today it literally would be like oh she went to work came back home eight and then now is recording that's like what three clips of content like I just feel like the it's just like there's just so much comparison out there now like and it's good and bad but it's like it's hard not to sometimes just feel exhausted by it totally I see those and I always think because most of the time it's them working out at like 5 a.m yeah more people waking up that early to work out I know biggest thing when I do an 8 15 workout I'm thinking wow look at me I woke up at 7 30 and did an 8 15 workout and be like day in the life and again no hate to this but then my own exactly my own comparison coming up yeah day in the life and I woke up at 4 30 and made my 5 a.m Pilates class and then made myself my green smoothie and then journaled and wrote down my 30 uh, gratitude prompts and I'm just like whoa what the heck like why am I not like that and it's just the first thing that comes up I know and that's why I brought it up too because it's like it's not it's not hate to anyone else it's just like we're I think we're just kind of explaining how those thoughts then come to our head yeah and like again like I'm saying that's totally fine that I even thought like we thought that and like but like it's not like causing negative feelings for us exactly and what's right? realistic for them might that might be realistic for them but it's just not for us yeah like i'm when i see them I'm like oh that's great but like i just could not do that with my schedule or like things yeah. like that you know like everyone no one is the same and like no one's gonna have like the same day-to-day right that's just like yeah or my energy levels i couldn't even do <laughs> i mean yeah and like we're that's why we're, like, we can easily <laughs> talk about that right now like on the podcast as well because imagine if like it did really affect us. We would not be talking about no, it. No, exactly. Otherwise, we yeah. wouldn't be bringing it up here. I mean, I would. I would be texting you on the side, or like probably after, and be like, "Oh my god, did you see this? Like, this is like, this is so unrealistic. Like, I can't believe that." I know, but for us, it's just it's just not realistic. But it took me a long time to realize that because 
you have to get out of your own head and realize these Mm -hmm. kind of comparison patterns. Otherwise, we just continue to do it like just any other pattern. We don't realize. Yeah. And when I say like shifting the mindset, like I really mean just like think about what's good for you and what's necessary for you. Like it's so easy to wrap yourself with like things that are going on in front of you, around you. But you need to check in with yourself. Like that's like the main important thing is that check in with yourself and your needs and your wants and what you think you need to do to maybe achieve a certain thing or like maybe change a certain like lifestyle. Like that's all about you and not what you're watching on like your feed. Exactly. And and it might change like what you want now and what you want later. I always have to give myself room for that. But no, we're going to talk about that a bit more, what to do to step away from the comparison trap, yeah. but to be able to focus on yourself and mm-hmm. your own progress and comparing to other past versions of yourself instead of comparing to other people. Yeah. Stepping away from the comparison trap, like a couple of things that maybe when you find yourself like comparing yourself constantly to something, notice the comparison patterns and like the triggers of it. Sometimes maybe when a certain comparison is like constantly hitting you and like eating you up, mm-hmm. notice like your feelings around that, like, mm-hmm. the emotions behind it. And then kind of like dive a little deeper into why yeah. you're feeling that way. Yeah. Being curious about it and not, and, and also just like not judging yourself. Like I know mm-hmm. I've said that so many times that, comparison is normal but when we look at our uh, behavior and we think oh I shouldn't be comparing myself what's wrong with me I shouldn't do that that doesn't leave a lot of room for us to be curious and actually think about it but then we're shaming ourselves for it so we should be more curious that it's okay to compare ourselves myself it's normal I'm doing it but maybe why am I doing it exactly um the next would be like strive for connection not comparison mm-hmm. I love this one because yeah. When you just talk to someone about or like have a conversation with someone about maybe something that they're doing that you want to know more about, there's so much there with a conversation versus you having assumptions in your head. Exactly. Yeah. Have a conversation with your friend, like be Mm -hmm. open, be vulnerable and like talk about it instead of being all high and mighty and like not saying anything to your friend about it if there's certain things that you want to discuss. Exactly. Because when we make the comparisons to or or assumption, sorry, when we make an assumption, most of the time we're not even right. We're just making an assumption based off something that's literally inaccurate. 100%. So we might as well actually connect with the person and talk to them about it. Because also when we make up that open communication, that can also tell the person that, look, we can talk about these things. Like there's nothing wrong with talking about things. And it normalizes that too. Yeah. And it's helpful. Like I I definitely learned the hard way with like just not like speaking up more or like saying what's on my mind. But like, I like as, as hard as it is to be vulnerable, it's like kind of the most important thing you can do for yourself. Yeah, exactly. I guess the next one is to also compare ourselves to past versions of ourselves. And I know I touched on that a little bit, but that's been helpful for me is instead of comparing myself to other people thinking about, wow, I was in this spot, like, five months ago and now look where I am like comparing to my own self versus other people because that's more of a realistic comparison because we know our own circumstances we might have somewhat similar circumstances it's not as realistic to compare ourselves to other people because again we don't know their circumstances yeah that's true um and then the last one would be remember that you're comparing to perceptions on the reality of situations yeah 
the perception is so important to keep in mind. Yeah. And like we keep saying that because it's just one lens that you're looking at. It's not yeah. like you're looking at you're looking at a situation with all these different lenses. Like that's not what we do when we tend to compare. We tend to just look through one lens and like that's what we hold on to. Mm-hmm. But if you take a step back and like look at different situations, you'll get different perceptions of that. Yeah. Yeah. And also what we perceive is so different based on our mood. When I'm in a grumpy mood, everything sucks. Like perception of everything is horrible. So also just thinking that our perception one day when we're having a crappy day is going to be totally different than another day when maybe we're having a better day. So to be able to not look at a perception and a judge like a split second, um, but to be able to look at it over a period of time, maybe. Yeah. Also, just going forward, like when you're making a a cognitive change, it's going to take small steps to get there. Mm -hmm. So if you're someone that's doing like the constant comparison and then you're trying to like shift that mindset, that's like not going to happen overnight. And I'm sure like everyone knows this, but it takes a while and it and, you know, sometimes you forget that as well like you can get frustrated with yourself but like look at least you're doing the work at least you can recognize that you are kind of self-sabotaging yourself with comparison and give yourself some grace um look or practice self-compassion i think that's like really important to do and we don't do enough of exactly yeah we have to really be mindful that it's okay to take time to be able to change anything like nothing happens overnight yeah And like Divya and I have said multiple times, like we are no experts. Like we definitely compare. Sorry. We're figuring things out every day. Literally every day. (laughs) I was, you took the words out of my mouth. Like it's not easy. And like I, when we even make like episodes based on like psychology topics and stuff, it's because we're interested to make those changes for ourselves and that we do it so then we can also have a conversation with our listeners about it as well. Exactly. And so if you're going through the same thing, like, yeah, it's hard. Like yeah. no one teaches you how to unlearn comparison or like how to step away from that, but we're trying and that that's all that matters. Totally. All that matters. And we know that there are so many people in the world that go through this too, of this comparison or not knowing what, what to really do and feeling lost and feeling stuck. So we really just want to normalize that this is all part of being human. And if you experience it, no, there's nothing wrong with you. Yeah, exactly. Um, Okay. So there's a nice quote we're going to end with. Yes. (laughs) Um, Do you want to read it or do you want me to read it? I can read it. Okay. Okay. I want to listen. I like the, I like the thought online and was like, wow, we have to read that. (laughs) Okay. So it says, We all see very clearly in others' tendencies which we, ourselves, have overcome. The older and wiser we grow, the more we can see the arrogance of youth. The more authentic we become, the more we can see the lies of insecurity. The more vulnerable we allow ourselves to be, the more we see the dangerous symptoms of unexpressed emotions. Mm -hmm. There is no finish line to learning. There is no point where we're done growing and all we will ever do is look down upon others who are behind us. No one is ever at the top. We are all growing at our own rates and no matter how terrible or how enlightened we fancy ourselves to be today, the future will be sure to give us a different perspective. Hmm. 
There is really no use in comparing yourself to others. There will always be someone ahead and someone behind, and there will be dozens, if not hundreds, of different scales and gradients to be behind and ahead on. To be number one is never final. It is and always will be momentary, fleeting, instant. But to be growing, but to be a growing version of yourself, that you can be. You can be that every single day. Mic drop. You can be a growing version of yourself every single day. I love it. I love that. I know. I feel like that quote just highlighted a lot of what we were trying to say in a nice, concise way. Really reiterating that like we're always growing and like there's never a point where you're gonna be like, All right, I'm done. I've done it all. I figured everything out. I'm I'm all good now. There's never gonna be that point, you know? Like there's always way for you to strive and improve yourself. Yeah. And the the more that we are just able to be real with ourselves about it, I think the better. So Yeah. Yeah. Just growing into yourself every single day, trying to make more of a commitment to that. And I think that if we all do that, then just even improving 1% every single day, that's the way to go. Yeah. Think how much of an impact you can make in that way as well. Yeah, totally. We always underestimate how important our impact can be. Yeah. Well, that was a beautiful (laughs) quote to leave. (laughs) I know. Thanks for... um sharing that with us to be i will also like include it um for you guys to also look at yes in our show notes all right everyone well here's to growing every single day becoming new versions of ourselves and we are all along in this journey together so that is just a reminder that you are not alone in it yeah love that all right thanks guys for listening bye bye Thank you for tuning into another episode of Conversations Brewing. We hope you take some moments to reflect on our episode with some coffee in hand. New episodes of Conversations Brewing come out on Tuesdays. We'd love to hear from you about what resonated with you and what you want to hear more about. So let us know on Instagram at our account at Conversations Brewing. If this episode was helpful, please leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast and continue to tune in weekly. We so appreciate your support and we'll brew some conversations with you next week. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.